Was Pokemon the chosen one? Were they the ones who were supposed to be changing the landscape of gaming and not do DLC expansion passes? Well, they decided to change that. Let's talk about that on this episode of the Gaming and Chill podcast. So if you somehow live under a rock, on January 9th, the Nintendo company did a Direct, which is basically like their news show. Um, And Pokemon was the highlight. And that is always exciting. There was a lot of hubbub going around of whether or not we'd be getting Sinnoh remakes or what we would be getting. And I would say what we got literally no one expected we got two new games announced and i say games announced it was a game and an expansion pass so let's talk about the game first because somehow that has less information than the expansion pass which is weird So the game that was announced is actually a remake of an old game. Now, you may be sitting here going, Ooh, is it a Gen 1 remake? Is it a Gen 2 remake? 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, or 8? No, it's none of those. It's actually Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. If you've not heard of it, It's Pokemon's answer to roguelites. So you start off the game, it turned into a Pokemon, and then you go around a dungeon that is randomly generated. That's actually pretty cool. I gotta be honest, it's pretty dope. Um, It it actually is one of my favorite non-main storyline Pokemon games. Because it's so different. You take control of the Pokemon. Because you are the Pokemon. Which is very different than every other mainline game. So, they announced that it'll be coming out. And it'll be called Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. There used to be red and blue. But they decided to change that for the Switch era. And combine it into one game. Which is awesome. In this, you'll be able to dis- you'll be able to explore like mountains and canyons and forests and everything. You'll be able to interact with Pokemon. Pokemon are important in this game because everyone is a Pokemon. There's no human interaction, so it's all Pokemon being based on Pokemon. So, it's kind of cool. And the attacks and everything aren't all, like, you choose one. It, it kind of is, but it's not, again, roguelite. So, you explore a randomly generated dungeon. You run into Pokemon appropriate for that area. You potentially have the ability to recruit them into your rescue team. And then you go rescue Pokemon. It's pretty simple. And you can play it TV mode, tabletop, or handheld. 
So no more of the let's go idea. You're 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 able to take it and go with it, which is exciting. So there's a lot of things that they're actually adding. If you have played the mystery dungeon before, and clearly enough people have because this was actually pretty big news. So they've added some new things. One of the things that I'm not sure how I feel about is called auto mode. So basically by pushing the L button, the main character and the team will move in the most efficient way possible. And when they approach an enemy, the mode turns off. I don't know how I feel about that because it feels like it's getting too much into those idle games that you play on your phone that it's like, you can play this game without playing it. And it's like, cool. So why am I playing this game? And I say that I actually have, uh, I actually kind of like those games, but auto mode feels weird in a rogue like dungeon of like, why would you want that? The, main point of the game is to explore why would you want the game to explore for you i don't know it it feels odd i'm sure some people will have fun with it and hey it might be kind of cool to use for grinding instead of you know wandering randomly around maybe you just hit auto mode and you automatically walk around So when you're grinding out for levels or whatever, maybe that'll be useful. I haven't tried it. There is a demo available. I haven't used that feature, but you know, who knows? Maybe it'll be good. Um, now you're also able to use, uh, moves automatically with a now that's not the same as auto mode. What I mean by that is you come face to face with your enemy and you hit A, and it automatically chooses the best move possible of the ones you know for that enemy. So you no longer have to sit there and go, hmm, do I want to use Ember or do I want to use Double Kick? If you hit A, it'll go, hey, it's a grass type, we're using Ember. Hey, it's a, you know, poison type, Double Kick. It'll use what's best for the situation, which is kind of awesome. Again, in case you're grinding, you can just hit A, and you're off to the races. You don't really have to worry about sitting there thinking about it. It's something kind of cool. It makes the game a little bit easier. I can imagine it's something you could put in the hands of your kids, and it would go, okay, cool they would get the hang of it because there's not a huge amount of strategy that you have to have. So that's actually kind of cool. Now you can also do a thing recruiting. So when you depart for the dungeon, you can have three members on your team, you, your partner, and one more. But in this one, they can add Pokemon they encounter as they go through the dungeons to get up to eight teammates to walk with you. So you're basically going to have a small walking army. That's not bad. Now these will be all comprised of Pokemon you find along the way. So again, proving the point of the real treasure was the friends we made along the way, 
and not the destination. Campiness aside, that's actually really cool. The more party members you have, the better off you are. Probably. Time will tell. Now, if you faint in the dungeon, previously you could ask other people to help you with a link cable, or you could just go back and potentially lose some items and money. So, everybody lost items and money, because who actually carried around a GBA link cable, or even when they switched to the DS, who actually knew more than two people to play it? Probably very few people. But now, you can actually rescue yourself with another rescue team. So basically, if I'm understanding it correctly, you can basically save the Avengers with the uh, the Defenders, basically, if we're using comic book uh, analogies. It's people that you've recruited into your rescue team who form a smaller group to go rescue your main team. I like this idea because it enables you to rescue you. And it makes you have to think about how am I going to uh, rescue myself? I'm going to have to level up my characters so that if I die or faint, I'm not absolutely screwed. My other rescue team is appropriately leveled for this place. So that's exciting. With those four additions that I might actually change the landscape of the game. I've already downloaded the demo. I've played a little bit of it. And it's as good as I remember. I liked the Mystery Dungeon series. It was really clever. Really innovative. It was something that wasn't normal. And Pokemon has done a few of those. Pokemon Dash. Pokemon Conquest. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, and any of the handheld games, they're very different from their mainline series. So, that's good. This one is, the, in my opinion, the biggest break from that, and the most successful. I don't really hear people ranting and raving about how good Pokemon Conquest was, but, you know, what are you going to do? If you're looking forward to this game, it's actually coming out on March 6th of 2020. So if it's already past that, you can go buy it. If it's not, you can pre-order it, which is exciting. I probably will, because I basically will do anything for Pokemon. Pokemon is one of my top franchises. So, before we talk about the expansion pass, why don't we hear from our sponsors? This episode of the Gaming and Chill podcast is brought to you by our patrons. People like you supporting the podcast and getting awesome perks along the way. Patrons get the podcast one day earlier and without ads. We also have some awesome new exclusive shows that we're working on bringing exclusively to Patreon using the link in the description or by going to patreon.com forward slash gaming and chill you're able to get awesome perks and help support the podcast the pokemon sword and shield expansion pass a lot of people were ranting and raving thinking we were going to be getting like pokemon ultra sword and ultra shield different things like that a third game and that's not the case 
at least for now. Who knows? This uh, podcast may be strongly dated by something that Nintendo does in the future. But as of right now, you're just getting an expansion pass for around $30. Now, you may say, that's expensive. And you might be right. Well, time will tell again. But you're actually getting two pieces of expanded content. Now, what that means is there's whole new region to explore. How big those regions are? No idea as of yet. They haven't really released a ton of information on how big the area is. I mean, I really hope it's not just, here's a small spit of land and good luck and uh, thank you for your money. But the way it's laid out, I don't think so. So let me read uh, the two expansion pieces from the actual website. So the following piece is actually from the Nintendo website. So it's their words, not mine. The Isle of Armor. In this expansion, trainers will head to the Isle of Armor, the stage of a new adventure in the Galar region. The Isle of Armor is a giant island full of environments not seen in Galar before. There, players will find wave-swept beaches, forests, bogs, caves, and sand dunes. There are also plenty of Pokemon that make this island their home, living freely amid the lush natural surroundings. There's even a dojo here that specializes in some very particular training styles. Trainers and their Pokemon will take up an apprenticeship under the master of this dojo and train hard to become even stronger. Sounds pretty dope. The Crown Tundra. This expansion is set in the snow-swept realm of the Crown Tundra. The Crown Tundra features a beautiful, shining, silvery landscape. In this frigid area, with its jagged winter mountains, people live in small communities where they support and rely on one another. A certain person will appoint the player as the leader of their exploration team in the Crown where trainers will be tasked with investigating the reaches of this frozen land. Here, trainers will be able to explore the full depths of Pokemon dens, which they've so far only been able to glimpse in Max Raid Battles. Those two places sound exciting. I am really looking forward to both of those uh, expansions. So, with the expansion pass, you actually get both of those. So, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of content. The Isle of Armor is going to be released June 2020 and Crown Tundra in the fall of 2020. So, that's actually coming up soon. And I say soon, it feels like it's going to be forever away, and then we'll blink, and tomorrow it'll be here. So, if you're going to pre-order, might want to do that so you don't forget. Otherwise, keep listening. So there are going to be some newly discovered Pokemon, and they've already said, hey, there's going to be Pokemon that haven't been in Galar. So they might have had a strategy with the wild area and the Pokédex. Okay, I have said it before on a previous podcast, but if they had every Pokemon previously jammed into the wild area, you'd be tripping over Pokemon. The wild area in which we already exist 
would feel like we're just constantly hitting Pokemon, and that wouldn't be very fun. Um, but with the expansion, the way it sounds is there's going to be two new, air quotes, wild areas with their own biomes, which means you can add more Pokemon, and you won't be constantly tripping over them. So, for example, with the Crown Tundra, you could be seeing a lot more Ice-type Pokemon. Uh, and I feel like in Ice-type areas, we've seen a lot more uh, Ground-type. We've also seen maybe some Dark-type. You see a lot more different typings. And we're going to see a lot more Pokemon Dens. So, that's actually going to change things. With beaches and forests and bogs and things like that, we're going to get to see new biomes that make more sense for more Pokemon. Phantump, that would work in a bog. It, I can't think of a place that would really work in the current wild area. There's also no forest wild area. So, with this expansion, it's saying we're going to get a new forest. So maybe that'll help add more grass-type Pokemon, or maybe that'll help add more fairy-type or bug-type. There's a lot of options. I always look at it and go, you know what? Pokemon has known what they're doing for a little while. To suddenly doubt now, I don't know. It seems disingenuous of like, they're suddenly not doing what I want, so I'm going to be furious about it. And... Some people are already mad about the expansion pass. But I say, I'd rather have an expansion pass than a third game. Or them just to throw away this game. Don't do that. Expand on it. I will pay $30 for more content of a game that I've already played and I've already beat. I don't want to start over again. That's the most frustrating part when I get to like Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, Platinum, Black and 2, Black and White 2, it's just like, I already beat this game. And now you want me to beat it again. I already had the master team that could go through the Elite Four with no problems, but now I gotta re raise them. Thanks. But now it's like, hey, just jump on a train or however you're gonna get to the new areas, and you're there. You already have your master teams? Dope. You already have your cool outfits? Dope. You already have a stockpile of a bazillion Ultra Balls, a bazillion Master Balls, and every Pokemon known to man? Dope. You're not restarting. I think I that is one of the things that I actually really love. You're not restarting. You don't have to start from the beginning and go... Man, I gotta slog through this game again. All you have to do is buy an expansion pass for a cheaper price. $30 is not $60. Yeah, if you have both sword and shield and you want the expansion for both, yeah, it's gonna cost you more. But at the end of the day, it's two games. The way I'm understanding is these expansions will have enough content that they could have been full games. And that's cool. Expansion passes that way are a good idea. 
any other way seem disingenuous. They seem like they're just cash grabs of like, hey, here's horse armor. Here's a map. This isn't just a map. It's more Pokemon. Which leads to the biggest issue that people have. Oh my God, you're putting new Pokemon behind a paywall. Oh my gosh, how could you? Game Free A. No. Game Freak isn't turning into EA. They said this very specifically in the Direct. Those who do not buy it will still be able to get the new Pokemon through trades. So they're not locking out that portion of the Pokédex. The way I understand it is they probably won't be able to find them, but they can get them through trades, which is cool. So the Compulsive Collector can buy one expansion pass and collect as many Pokemon as they can, through exclusivity, of course, and trade for the rest. See, it's it works. I will defend Pokemon on this decision, because I personally really rather enjoy it. The fact that we're getting more content without having to restart our game, and we're getting new pseudo-legendaries or legendaries, we're getting more biomes. We're getting more to explore, more to do. It's worth the money for me. As is, I beat Sword and I put it down. I was done with it. I didn't feel like collecting every one of the Pokemon because, well, I was done. I don't do online competitive stuff because I'm not that time invested into it, mostly. So I didn't have the compulsion to build the best battle team or have the biggest Pokédex. I was just like, all right, I'm done. I've got other games I can play. So I think if you're super uh, a Pokemon fan, get it. If you're a casual fan, probably get it. If you're a naysayer of Pokemon, I'd really love to hear more comments about why you don't agree with this expansion pass because that's the biggest controversial thing is the expansion pass because no one really was complaining mystery dungeon was coming out no one everybody was like okay i'll take it because it's too an update i believe it came out in like 2006 something like that and also with this new expansion pass we're getting more gigantamax pokemon so i love it the fact that the Pokemon that are new, that we already know and love, and they're getting new forms, I'll take it. It just means that we get to have more fun. So, I think that there's a lot more things um, that are coming. They made a brief mention of Pokemon Home, but they didn't really have a lot to say, other than we'll hear more about that in February. So, there you go. That was Pokemon. The Pokemon Nintendo Direct was really interesting, really cool. They had a few technical glitches, but it's up on their web their website or their YouTube. You should go check it out if you're a Pokemon fan. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. I appreciate each and every one of you. And remember, be the best that you can be. Be the person that Professor Oak knows you can be. So, until next time, peace. Thanks for tuning into the Gaming and Chill Podcast. We hope you liked it. It would be really helpful if, on your given listening platform, you were to leave a comment and give us a rating. 
For more on the Gaming and Chill podcast, you can visit our website at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. And from there, you can read anime and game reviews that are not on this podcast. You can also find links to all of our social media where you can follow us. Thank you again for tuning in, and we hope to hear from you soon. Cheers! Cheers!